You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 138 with Michelle Hazlip. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, I'm super excited to have Michelle on the show today. I wanted to bring her on because she has a ministry called the Front Porch Ministry, and it's all about serving her community. And even though you may not be thinking you want to have a full-time ministry or serve a whole community, I wonder if you have a little bit of a tug to do something for either a family that you know of or neighbors or something within your community, even if it's not full-time. So I wanted to bring her on in hopes that it's going to encourage you and inspire you to take the next step to do just that. Hey, you guys. So before we jump into the show today, I wanted to give you a quick update on what's going on with me in regards to my fitness journey and just getting more healthy and all that kind of stuff. So Most of you probably know that I was doing a program called Lean with Amanda Nybert. So I introduced her program last year. I had her on the show starting episode 112. I did a four-part series. And if you missed that and you're interested, go and check that out because she goes over the whole program. And it's just amazing to hear her because she's a dietitian. So she really knows what she's talking about. And so people have been asking me, what have I been doing? And um, you know, how are you um, making progress and all that kind of stuff. So I figured I probably should say this to you guys too, um, and give you this opportunity if you have missed it. Um, but Amanda Nybert gave the Mom Inspired Show listeners an exclusive discount. So If you've been on the fence trying to figure out if you should do it or not, you can get $20 off. And she runs two sessions normally a month. So if you missed one, you can grab the next spot for the next session. Um, So all you have to do is enter, go into mominspiredshow.com forward slash lean 20, and it will take you to the discount. Um, Or you just go to the show notes and all the stuff will be in there right at your fingertips. Um, And if you have questions, you guys, feel free to reach out to me because I've had people reach out to me, but I understand that some people may be hesitant to reach out to me. If you follow me on Facebook, um, you can message me at Amber Sandberg. If you follow me on Instagram, my handle is Amber Sandberg. So message me. If you're on my email list, email me and I would love to help you or answer any questions that you have. It's just been such a great program and it catapulted me to where I am today. And so some of you might be thinking, well, you know, I kind of know what I need to do. I'm just not doing it. This program is perfect for you because it gives you the accountability that you need for seven weeks. Now, some of you may be like, I don't even know what I'm doing. And this program is great for you because it's going to teach you a lot of things that you might not be familiar with. And so that is what really did it for me is it gave me new tools that I didn't know, but then I did know some things, but combining that and then getting back into working out has really been a game changer. So again, if you want to do this program and you want the exclusive discount, make sure to go to mominspiredshow.com forward slash lean 20 and feel free to reach out to me. I would love to help you. Now let's go to the show. Michelle, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me. So I like to start off every show with an icebreaker on travel. I am a travel agent. So I just like asking everyone what is one of their favorite vacation destinations and why? And this can be with or without kids. Well, one of our favorite vacation spots, I mean, I'm sure there are places I've never been that I would love, but one of our vacation spots that we love to go to, um, and I can enjoy it with or without kids for sure, is uh, Fripp Island, South Carolina. 
how do you spell that? What is it called? Fripp? Fripp, uh-huh. F-R-I-P-P. Oh, I've never heard of it. Yes, it's um, similar. It's near Hilton Head. Oh, yeah. But it's about, you know, it's, it's basically like a 20-minute boat ride from Hilton Head, but it's about an hour and a half away from Hilton Head. Um, oh, wow. And it's, uh, yeah, so it's kind of a little island. Uh, we are fortunate that my sister-in-law has a house on nice. the island. And wow. it's right on the beach. That's cool. And yeah, I just, when I'm there, like, I can't think of anything better. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, you have me wanting to look that up now. I've never yes. heard of it. So that is really yes. cool. When do you, when do you like to go? When is like the best time that you feel like to go there? Anytime, anytime. Like anytime. I love, I love <laughs> going to the beach. Like we've gone in the winter and my kids still get in the water. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, there's deer there all the time. Oh, wow. Um, that's cool. I, it's really enjoyable, obviously, in the mm. summer when the water's really warm. Right. Because it's on the Atlantic. And yes. um, I just, yeah, I enjoy the warm tropical breezes. Um, yeah. My husband likes when it's a little cooler. Mm. We've gone at Thanksgiving. We've gone um, in March. We've gone in June. And we've gone in August. And I can't say that I've been disappointed any of those times. Oh, that is really cool. Yeah. yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. I'm glad to, that you mentioned that because I don't know if a lot of people would actually know that area. So that is, is that's why I like asking people because yes. it's always interesting to hear what people have to say. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, let's get into the show. Um, how about you tell us a little bit more about yourself, um, what your name is, uh, where you're from and how many kids you have. And then we're going to jump into why I brought you on the show today. Absolutely. So my name is Michelle Hayslip. Um, I grew up in California, lived there for the first 20 years of life and, um, went to college in, uh, Flagstaff, Arizona, which is in, uh, you know, like the Northern part of Arizona. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it actually snows there. It's really beautiful near the Grand Canyon. Um, and moved to Nashville, uh, almost 21 years ago. My husband, and I'll be married 21 years, uh, this month. And we have four children, uh, ages 17 and a half is our oldest. Uh, she's a girl, Annabelle. Carrie Mae is 15, almost 16, and uh, my boys are 12, Hamilton, and Ricky is 10. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, those are really cute names, too. Thank you. So um, I wanted to bring you on to share um, with the listeners what you're doing in your community. Um, so how about you just give us a little bit of a snippet, and yeah. then we'll dive into more of the details in the interview. Absolutely. So uh, my husband and I moved to um, a place in East Nashville called McFerrin Park uh, about, bought the house about 14 years ago, and it was unlivable. Like it was completely condemned, uh, boarded up. There were pigeons living in it. And it turns out that this house was the uh, sheriff of Davidson County, built this house in 1910. So my husband kind of saw this amazing potential in this house Mm. and uh, you know, he had, he had bought and flipped a few homes. And so was kind of always into that, but, um, somehow with this home, he just really felt led. Like he just kept for months, he came and drove by this house and broke in through the boards and stuff. And just, I don't know, he just really felt like, um, you know, God was calling him like to this house, like, yeah. and, and he was a worried, you know, he's worried to bring it up to me because, <laughs> you know, it wasn't necessarily the safest neighborhood in the community and, uh, or in Nashville. In fact, it was one of the worst. And, uh, so he really prayed about it for about four months before he brought it up to me. And, um, you know, but just really felt like, you know, this is a house I feel like we're supposed to move to. And so, uh, once he brought it up to me, you know, I was open to the idea, but once I visited the house and the community, I mean, there were like blatant drug deals going on, on the street. Wow. And, the house was 
was amazing, but I thought, you know, I mean, it, it didn't look amazing. It looked right. like, you yeah. know, I, I, I'm not the kind that can see the vision in it. Like, you know, I mean, if someone's going to tear down a wall, sure. like, I really don't even see. Like, you're I can't saying you're not Joanna it. Gaines. <laughs> I'm not. I can't envision it until it happens. I'm like, oh, that's what you were talking about. And my husband's a complete opposite. He's completely visionary. And so um, I just, you know, I had a hard time seeing this house, you know, become livable, uh, especially with the pigeons. You know, I'm like, um, no, this is not going to happen. So <laughs> oh, yeah, it was, it was a real stretch for me. And I, you know, my initial reaction was like, uh, absolutely not. Like, if this is too dangerous, this house needs too much work. Mm-hmm. And you know, and so I was the really pretty pessimistic about it. And, um, but I said, you know, okay, you know, I do that. I said the normal, you know, Christian response, I'll pray about it, <laughs> you know, and I love it Buy you time. So yeah, buy my time. And I'm like, you know, surely Lord, you're going to like totally shut this thing down. Like this is ridiculous. <laughs> and so, you know, I was really expecting that and, and, I, but I did pray about it and I really felt drawn, you know, my husband would come over, he bought the house and was working on it, you know, and, and, pretty much after about four months had to make the decision, like, are we going to move into it or is he going to flip it? And it really mm. wasn't even ready to be flipped. He just probably would have made a small profit on, you know, just from the small work he'd, he had done because it yeah. needed so much work. Mm. Um, and um, anyway, so he, uh, you know, we wind up, uh, you know, continuing to work on the house and I would come over and the kids would come running across the street. And I started oh. to really, just feel drawn to all these mm-hmm. kids and these neighbors. And, you know, even though, you know, we felt kind of like a square peg in a round hole, yeah. I just, there was something really special about this community. And so, um, you know, I was at a community Bible study and heard a lady say, um, her name was Joan Delbrock. And I'll, I don't know what else she said that day, but she said, uh, one of the things I remember her saying was, you know, sometimes God calls you to live disproportionate to who you are. Mm. And, for some reason, that just really resonated with me. Yeah. I thought, this is so disproportionate to who I am. Like, you know, what if we move over there? Like, and you know, I mean, I didn't want to move here for a house, but I thought if God was drawing us here, you know, what difference could we make? You know, I right. just really didn't know, you know, and I thought, I don't want to move my family, up, uproot my family from a nice little neighborhood, you know, to, you know, a pretty dangerous neighborhood, you know, just if you know, just for nothing. And yeah. so I was, you know, I was nervous about that. And I, you know, started doing a lot of research and talked to the, you know, went down to the fire department in the neighborhood and said, you know, would you move your family here? And they're like, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then, you know, looked it up on the police precinct to see, you know, like, you know, is there, you know, like what kind of crimes go on over here? And that was a big mistake because it lit up like a Christmas tree. Oh, and I thought, man. you know, um, there's no logical reason to move here. But after I heard Joan Delbrock say that, I thought, you know what, maybe I just need to start saying yes, unless God shuts the door. And yeah. so I kind of shift, I had a real shift in my heart that day. And I called my husband and I said, okay, I'm saying yes, unless, you know, God shuts the door yeah. instead of the opposite, you know, right. Cause I was more like, no, God proved to me that you want us to move here. Um, and so anyway, it was a, you know, it was a huge shift for me. And, um, once we said yes, um, you know, I started coming over and working on the house and sometimes even when you say yes, it doesn't mean it gets easier, right. uh, but your heart, but your heart's in the right mm-hmm. place. And so even though we'd, you know, put up half the fence and then a big storm would come and blow it down, oh, no. like, you know, it kind of felt like one foot, you know, yeah. one step forward, four right. steps back and it took us about 18 months to get the house livable and to sell our house, um, which kind of miraculously all happened in the same week. And that's amazing. um, Yeah. And it was just, 
it was just really perfect timing. I think our hearts were in the right place and we were pretty humbled by, you know, just the experience of trying to get the house ready and trying to fight to be over here. And at that point we'd met quite a few of the families and kids. And, um, and so, you know, we were just kind of like open to like, okay, Lord, we don't even know what you want us to do that we're here. We're just open to whatever. And so it was pretty amazing just to start really simple. Like we would unpack a box and sit on the box, eat a popsicle and then paint the stick Mm. (laughs) with the kids. And for some reason that was enough for the kids to come. Like they would just hang out. I think our very first donation came from uh, the male woman that would stop by. She noticed that there were always kids on my porch and she brought us a bunch of candy and said, you always have kids over here. And um, so, you know, just remembering back to those days, I mean, it was really simple times and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we didn't even have furniture on our front porch and, Yet, you know, the kids would just come and hang out like they didn't care where we were going. They were like, we want to go. And so we just built a lot of relationships. And, you know, and honestly, people in um, sometimes people in, you know, communities that are ridden with poverty and things Mm -hmm. like that um, sometimes are honestly better at living in community than those of us that have everything we need. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we learned a lot. I mean, kids think nothing of just walking over and saying, hey, can you heat up my corn dog? You know, our microwave is broken. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I do love that. Yeah. And, you know, um, where did you move from? Like what what, within um, Tennessee? Yeah. So we were in Nashville, but we were in Creve Hall. Oh, yeah. And so Mm -hmm. we yeah, we just had, you know, we had a a house that we'd lived in for about three and a half years and did a lot of work on and it had a pool in the back and it was just a really fun little house. And we were actually, you know, making plans to our, most of our friends were building homes in Nolansville and, oh, yeah. That's you know, so we were looking yeah. at, Oh yeah, I love <laughs> yeah. it. I love mm-hmm. it out there. Like I still love it out there. Yeah. Um, have lots of friends that live out there and my yeah. heart always goes, ah, <gasps> every time I go out there, <laughs> I love it. And so, yeah, it's a great, so, it's a great area. Um, it is. yeah, I yeah. mean, you know, and of course I imagined like, you know, if we lived there that we would be skipping to school and the birds would always be <laughs> chirping and the sun would always be shining. You know, you always, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, you know, it's um, way different uh, weather than it is over there in East Nashville. Yes, <laughs> no, it, I'm is, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. You probably just get it a little later than you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause I was just trying to get a, an understanding of yeah. where you, um, where, yeah. where you moved from and, um, I guess the question too that I have for you is when you moved into the neighborhood, um, did you know that you wanted to do something? Um, did you know that you wanted to do an outreach of some kind, um, but you just didn't know what it was? Or were you more kind of just like, let's just take this, you know, chance? But I guess let me back up a little bit because so what was making your husband go to East Nashville to begin with to even find the house? Well, I think his original thought was um, he worked near here. He used to do um, all the IT work for Metro schools uh, for, you know, he had a a certain number of schools that he worked for that were close to this area. Yeah. Um, But I think he originally just wanted to, you know, find a house that he could, you know, invest in. Mm. And, um, and, you know, in that process of him driving, you know, neighborhoods and stuff on his lunch hour, I think he something really struck him about this neighborhood and this house. Yeah. So I think his intentions were started out one thing and, and then it turned into something up, else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it turned into something else because I mean, we broke every rule in 
in you know oh, yeah. investment. Real estate, you don't yeah, buy, investing. Yeah, mm-hmm. don't yeah. buy the biggest house in the neighborhood. Which <laughs> this house is enormous. It's oh, a, wow. it's a big. It's a. It's just a big old house. Yeah. You know? So that's rule number one. You don't do. So, um, you know, it was. It, it just didn't make any logical sense. Um, you know why this would not have been a good investment house. Yeah, um, right. I mean, it just we were upside down in it for many years just mm. because no one wanted, no one wanted to be here. You yeah. know, and um, so it. You know, it's just a. Uh, uh, you know, now, of course, everyone wants to be near downtown and, right. you know, all of that. But, you know, back then it was it was not that way. And still it isn't. I mean, people say, oh, it's such a hip neighborhood. And I'm like, yeah, it's really not. It depends on your your lenses because yep. we still, you know, we see, you know, we have tons of kids that come by. And I don't know, in our little corner where we live, you know, I mean, it's, you know, we have uh, lots of kids from the Congo right now that oh, are yeah. refugees. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, it's wonderful. And then we have lots of kids that are, you know, that kind of grew up in this neighborhood and mm-hmm. their parents grew up in this neighborhood. Yeah. And, you know, all of the Hope Six housing over here used to be projects. And oh, so a lot wow. of families just, I mean, this is where they grew up. And, you know, um, even though it's close to downtown, a lot of these kids have never even been downtown. Wow. So we love to take them on little excursions and, <laughs> you know, so adventures. And yeah, it's really fun. Um, I have a question for you. Do you have, do yeah. you have to know, um, the missionaries, um, Jim and Nancy Smith. I don't. Okay. So they're, um, they're, they're my godparents, but they, are, they've been missionaries going to the Congo since, I don't even know. Uh, it could be 40 years, 40 years yeah. plus possibly. So, um, it, that just made me think of that because I wonder yes. if they even know that there's Congo refugees there. Um, so that's interesting to me. So that's why I oh, thought I'd yes. ask. Yeah. No, we would love to. I should, love yeah, to, to I know should, I, of them. Yeah, I'll have to connect <laughs> you guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're learning everything a little backwards, which yeah. is kind of how we've always done things. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> um, funny. You know, we move and then we decide three years later yeah. to become missionaries here. Um, yeah, we yeah. Uh, we've done everything backwards, and but we, you know, we it's also pretty organic, and you know, it's kind of, um, you know, we we definitely uh, have learned to be quick learns. <laughs> you know, we learn right. how to. Uh, you know, just kind of study what, you know, what, what these kids need, yeah. and, you know, and even the difference between the kids from Somalia who are predominantly um, Muslim, you know, the kids from oh. the Congo yeah. are not, and they're yeah. very open to the gospel. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we've, we've seen it's huge differences and even yeah. learning that a lot of the kids that live, that grew up here um, from Nashville, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of um, uh, just animosity between the kids oh. from Africa and the kids that grew up here. And oh, so even learning how to build bridges uh, oh, with, between those kids. Yeah. yeah that's fascinating. Yeah. Um, so why don't you, I don't think you've shared with us what the name of your ministry is. Oh, I'm sorry. It's that's Front okay. Porch Ministry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So let's jump into this a little bit more in detail. Yeah. So you've kind of painted us a picture of, you know, how this all started. Mm-hmm. Um, now, did you guys run into any obstacles that got in your way. Now, I know you said you kind of are doing things backwards. Um, (laughs) And I know that you said it did feel scary at first, but once Mm -hmm. you got in there, did you still feel a little bit scared or what obstacles were you running up against as you were just getting situated? And I don't think I asked you this. How long have you been in this house? So we've been here um, 14 years. Oh, we've been there a Um, long time. We have. Yes, we've been here quite a while. Um, in fact, our two youngest have been born here, um, so they don't know anything different. And uh, our girls were very young when we moved here. I think they were three and four or two and three around yeah. there. And um, so they've pretty much grown up here as well. 
Um, yeah, we, I mean, we, you'd ask kind of if we, you know, had a, had a mission when we moved yeah. here or, a, you know, were we doing more of a leap of faith? And I think it was a mixture of both. Like for me, it had to be more than just about our family. And so I really felt like I was trusting God that, you know, you're moving us here for a reason, but I don't think we knew what that was. There were so many choices over mm. here. Um, it, it's kind of being so close to Dickerson Road. Um, there was a lot of prostitution. Um, there's a lot of drugs. There's a, there's a, um, a bridge ministry close to here. Um, just a lot of transient people that, you know, mm. are coming through Nashville yeah. that yeah. get off the interstate and walk over here. And so it was, it felt very transient. So it felt like we had a lot of choices. Mm. And um, because all the kids were coming over just on their own, I mean, they were just coming over like, you know, 10, 20 of them at a time. Um, wow. We started saying like, you know, maybe we should focus on kind of the low hanging fruit. Mm. Just, you know, like what's, you know, what's currently already naturally Like coming happening. to your door. Yes, all the time, <laughs> all the time. And, it, and sometimes they would just need to use a bathroom or they needed a Band-Aid or, you know, and so I started wearing an apron because, um, you know, with scissors oh, and Band-Aids yeah, and all that. Just we take would, care of them. Yeah, because we'd have popsicles. Our kitchen is on the opposite side of this house. And so oh. I would have to say, hang on. And I'd run to the kitchen yeah. and come back out. So I actually started wearing an apron that had pockets in it. So I could have like scissors and band-aids and, you know, scissors to cut the, you know, tops wow. off the popsicles. And yeah, um, yeah. yeah so we, <laughs> so, and we joked about it being like a front porch ministry because the yeah. kids would come on the front porch. And so about three years into living in here, living here, which was, I think, December of 08 was when we initially um, filed for a nonprofit. And that was oh. another scary thing because I thought, no, I just kind of like doing this on the side yeah, and, casual. you know, and casually <laughs> like the, you know, I don't know that I want to do this full time. You know, I, yeah. it was scary because right. I have always been on someone else's payroll. I've always, you know, worked and my husband and I both worked outside the home. Um, even with kids, you know, I, I worked whether I worked from home or I worked part-time somewhere else, I kind of always made it, made it work even with children. And so I was, you know, I was nervous about like, you know, leaving that behind, but it was right. also inhibiting my ability to be available when these sure. kids needed us. Yeah. And so, you know, like we wanted to make sure we weren't gone, you know, in the, in the yeah. afternoons and evenings. Right. I mean, we right. couldn't run, you know, we couldn't be doing basketball and gymnastics and all those things and be gone every night and <laughs> yeah. still be available for these kids yeah. because they're not doing any of that. And right. so, of course. Um, yeah, so we kind of had to shift our, our, you know, our schedule around, which is one of the reasons why we started homeschooling um, oh, so that we okay. could do a lot of those things during the day. Yeah. I was never one of those moms. I have a lot of friends who, you know, felt really called to homeschooling and, and it's a wonderful and beautiful thing, but I was kind of like no. doing it out of necessity. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You're like, no, I don't want to do it. <laughs> yes, I did not envision that either, um, but it is really, it really is a blessing. Um, my kids aren't competing, you know, for my attention at the same time yeah. that all the kids in the neighborhood were competing for my attention. Mm. You know, we can kind of have family time during the morning or the day. Um, you know, if we need to do any kind of um, activities, we can generally do those during the day yeah. and then our evenings aren't tied up. And so it's really worked for us. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just kind of, you know, again, backwards. <laughs> yeah. You know, we kind of have done things out of necessity. And so, um, so we are available for the children to come by and stop by. And, you know, we do uh, most of our like larger outreaches in the summer, which include like having you know, the entire neighborhood over for an ice cream social every oh, Thursday, nice. oh, wow. uh, which is just fun. I mean, I talked about like the, 
you know, the kids from the Congo not necessarily getting along with the kids that grew up here and and vice versa. And it's more vice versa, really. It's more the kids not being as welcoming who grew up here. And, um, you know, it's just, I think anytime we have someone that's different, you're just, you know, there's a lot of fear. And so, but it's amazing if you turn on a sprinkler or serve ice cream, it really, all of that goes away. Everything. (laughs) It does. That is awesome. And they just, you know, they become friends and, um, you know, and, and, um, so we try to provide an atmosphere that's really safe for these kids to come, especially in the summer. Um, you know, there are a lot of kids that are in summer school or they're in, you know, after school programs or like a summer school program uh, through the Salvation Army, uh, things like that. But most of the kids that we work with um, do not fit into those programs. Um, oh. First of all, there's a cost. And second of all, they're just, you know, they're, they're, you know, to have to sit still in a classroom oh, yeah, right. all the Especially time in summer. the summer. <laughs> right. And so yeah. we try to, you know, provide just an atmosphere that is, you know, um, accessible to all these kids, available to all of them, where we can, you know, utilize just normal daily things, you know, like, hey, you know, we don't, you know, you can't, you have to tell the truth and you have to respect authority. Like pretty much those two things sure. are the main things. And if, you know, we can work with anything else, as long yeah. as you can respect authority um, when you're at our house and, right. um, and tell the truth, like everything else we can work with. And yeah. so, um, you know, so they fit in really well over here and, you know, we kind of adapt the kind of programming, which I hate to even use the word programming because we're a lot looser than that. Sure. Um, you know, we don't do a rigid schedule right. or program, but we try to provide things and adapt each summer and each week of the summer into mm-hmm. where the needs are. So, so do, you, do you normally do it in the summer? Like, um, what does it look like in the winter? So in the winter, so during the school year, we do um, major events. Like we do one major event called our Hallelujah, which is right around um, right around Halloween. Uh, my daughter named that the first one we ever had, which I think was about 12 years ago. Oh, but she called it cute. the Hallelujah. So, <laughs> um, so we've done that, um, you know, for the last, uh, I think it's 12 years. We've lost count. And um that's a big like block party and the kids, you know, we face paint because all the kids don't have costumes and we play music and take pictures and just have a really fun community event. Um, and even the parents come to that, which is really fun. Um, and, um, you know, so we do that one and then we do a big Easter celebration, which Mm. we just celebrated a couple weeks ago. Um, and those are like major events. Um, but Beside that, we do a lot of one, you know, the kids stop by every Mondays and Monday and Friday for snack bags, um, you know, and we'll help with school projects if they have mm. any need for, you know, help or school projects. Because a lot of times you can get tutoring places, but you can't necessarily have someone help you print out something in color. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. you know, or order, you know, something from Amazon that, you know, is like the, you know, the solar system that you can paint or something. Oh, and yeah. so, mm-hmm. um, so we always, you know, tell the kids. Um, you know, and we do a lot of like projects with them and book during February, which is black history month. Mm. And, um, you know, so we always tell them like, you know, we ask them how they're doing in school and, you know, do they need any help on anything? And, um, you know, if they do, like we can even get in communication with their teachers and, you know, that kind of thing. But we've, you know, we, we're kind of, you know, they'll stop by on Mondays and Fridays. And so we kind of touch base with them. And then, you know, a lot of times they're over here during the week, if it's sunny and a nice day, they might come and play basketball in the backyard and, um, you know, we're just kind of like a neighborhood mom and dad during right. the week. And I love that. Um, yeah. And then Saturdays, the National Food Project comes and delivers lunch. And so oh. um, we used to have it right here at our house, but 
um, we've actually, they have recently started doing it in River Chase apartments right behind us. And so that we have a lot of, um, uh, elderly and mm. disabled and oh, so it was hard, okay. harder for them to get sure. all the way over to our house yeah. we thought it'd be easier for them That's to do nice. it there yeah. yeah and so we just kind of take it based on you know what the needs are you know whether you know we're helping somebody with prom or we're you know just based on all the relationships yeah. that we have like that you know we go to a lot of graduations or help with mm. the graduation party one year we had cool. a lot of kids graduating and so we did a graduation party for for those kids and their families here at the house. And, um, you know, so we just kind of walk in relationship and see where the needs are. Um, During the summer, it just happens to be very concentrated. Like we do, um, (laughs) you know, we take kids to camp with us at Horton Haven Christian Camp. Uh, We're very fortunate to get scholarships Mm. there. And so we take kids two of the weeks of the summer. um, And uh, the other weeks, you know, we just try to do like, we'll do like a cookout or a you know, we'll kind of let them know what the schedule is based on volunteers that are coming. Um, this summer, we're going to do like a backyard Bible club during the month of June. Mm. Um, and so we'll have like a full schedule and generally it's three to four days a week. Okay. Um, so uh, we just, really you know, cool. and, and basically we kind of see it like throwing a big net, like, hey, everyone's yeah. welcome. I love it. And then from that, you know, you kind of sift through and, and generally about 30 or 40 of those kids will come around very regularly. Like, you know, weekly, if not daily. And so, you know, we'll learn that, you know, maybe they don't have a bed or maybe, you know, their mom just lost their job or Mm. maybe their lights just got turned off. And so, you know, we do a lot of work with these kids, you know, and their families based on kind of the need, you know? Yeah. Um, And a lot of those relationships all got formed through getting to know them in the summer or through one of the other events. And then at Christmas, we do um, we do a couple of different events where we raise money to take the mom shopping. Oh, um, that's fun. So they, you know, they're able to, and, and last year they actually all completed, um, a six week class on faith and finance, um, which that's was so wonderful. Nice. Yeah. Um, we partnered with project connect Nashville and we attended the classes with them and 27 moms started and 27 moms finished. Wow. That's so impressive. We were so proud of them. Yeah. And they, you know, they, they showed up every week. And so it was, you know, we told them, you know, at the end of that, you know, you would have earned, you know, the money to take your, you know, to go shopping for your family. And Mm. so we always try to make it a big fun event and take the mom shopping and have volunteers help them so we can find the sales and, um, you know, and just kind of go through their list. Cause we've got several families that have, you know, between eight and 12 kids and, um, yes, (laughs) very large families. I think last year, between the 27 families that we had, I think we had almost 200 wow. people represented in that. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. And I was going to ask uh-huh. you um, yeah. before we close, um, yeah. the pe- the kids that do the projects, do they just come into the house and stuff like that? And Oh, yeah. How yeah. did you keep it? Was there ever a point, though, that you're like, there's too many people in here? Like, did you um, ever run into that? Well, what we do when that happens is, again, going backwards, we knocked out a wall which oh. was very hard for me to see. <laughs> but we actually, um, we did about five years ago, we wow. did a campaign where we raised enough money to move, to open up. We had it 1,600 square feet upstairs in our house. We sort of had this man, this grand staircase that went up to nothing um, when we first moved in the house. And we always thought, oh, well, you know, we'll get that, 
you know, we'll, sure. we'll read you later. that someday. Yep. Yeah. Later. We thought mm-hmm. it was going to take six months, but it was, yeah, like <laughs> years does. and years yeah. later. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, so we wound up, you know, realizing that we really needed more space downstairs and yeah. that we wanted the rooms that our kids were occupying for their bedrooms. We wanted mm-hmm. those rooms, uh, you know, to basically have more room for front porch. So we, you know, we raised enough money to basically build out this upstairs and we did a lot of the work ourselves. We had a lot of people that volunteered their time and, um, it was amazing. So now my kids' bedrooms are all upstairs. And so we had basically two more large bedrooms that we, one of them, we knocked out a room and made a big, um, a huge uh, dining room. And so, mm. uh, we can see, you know, about 12 normally, although we've had about 26 little bottoms around it. Aww, <laughs> and, that is so um, fun. Yeah. And right now, actually, right now, as we speak, um, someone's working on our deck. So we're expanding our deck another, I think it's another 15 feet. Wow. Um, so that we have shade. That is really awesome. Full sun in the backyard. Oh, and yeah. we had a tree fall in our house a few oh, years ago. No. And it pretty much took all away all of our shade. And so, yeah, and you need um, shade in summer. We need Nashville. shade. Ooh. It's just too hot. And it so, is. Yep. we just, you know, we, we thought now's the time and they're going to finish it before June 1st, nice. which is when summer gets crazy. And yep. so, I'm so excited to have this, you know, just shade and have like permanent, permanent things out there with water and, you know, drinks and snacks and stuff so that, um, you know, we're just ready when they come over. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we're kind of always adapting our house. I love and, it. We even turned one of our windows into a door so that we have an indoor outdoor bathroom from the front porch. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. That is, yeah, that's really smart. Well, so Michelle, we're almost at the end of the show, but I wanted to ask you, what is some advice that you would give to other moms that might have a dream or a passion Mm. or something that's tugging at them? Because like you said, you didn't even go into this with that whole, you know, picture in your mind, Um, Mm -hmm. but maybe they have that something that they want to pursue and you know, they just don't know how to go about it or they feel scared or overwhelmed. What Mm -hmm. advice would you give them now that you've been, you know, in this journey for 14 years? Yeah. Well, one of the things I just, one thing I love about women and and moms in general is that we're so much the heart of our home, whether we want to be or not, we are. And, um, you know, and I think, um, you know, that the kind of atmosphere that we provide for our own children, um, other children may not have that same advantage of, you know, being, you know, having a parent at home, you know, when they need them or having snacks available to them, you know, when they get out, out of school or, right. you know, I think in that, and that can happen. It doesn't matter what your, uh, you know, what your income level is that sure. can happen anywhere. Yeah. Um, I think over here, it's just easier to see the bleeding, you know, cause we have kids that literally don't have any food and don't have you know, them are locked out of their house or whatever. It's, you know, I think sometimes it's easier for us to see the needs, yeah. uh, but I think the needs are everywhere. And um, I think just as a mom, sometimes, you know, it can be so all consuming yes. with our own children and our own house and our own, you know, am I, you know, making dinner five days a week and, you know, am I changing it up enough? And I think we can get so consumed with, you know, running our own household so well that we can be blinded you know, blind to maybe the needs around us that can also be met by our own arms and hands. And, Mm. you know, I just feel like, um, uh, you know, some of us probably even notice, you know, maybe, you know, a kid that lives in our cul-de-sac who's, you know, maybe isn't getting, you know, as much Mm -hmm. attention or needs from, you know, maybe their parents are going through something really difficult. And I just think as, as moms and as, um, you know, uh, you know, women just to, 
to be aware of those mm-hmm. things. And, you know, it's, it really, it, I think it serves our own families well to like always have extra seats at the table available, you know, and yeah. to always make extra, um, to, you know, to just yeah. to be, to think beyond your own home. Yeah. Um, and you know, and I know it can be really hard. I mean, trust me with four kids and we've fostered a daughter oh, for a wow. while who's from the neighborhood. And I mean, there are times when, you know, you just can't do that. Or if you have a yeah. child with special needs or, you know, I mean, there's, there's definitely yeah, times when right. you just can't do that in seasons. And I, yeah. I totally get that. And there's no shame in not doing that. But in the seasons where, you, you know, can. you do feel that tug. Yeah. Or, yeah. You do. Yeah. That there are things that, you know, I mean, even your, you and your own children going over and helping clean somebody's house or, you know, just blessing someone else. It's amazing what you can do with your children. Yeah, um, that's a good you point. Know, my children can put on an apron and help serve ice cream. And, Aww. you know, and they yeah. don't always want to. Trust me. Right. I mean, they're, they're two teenagers. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, yeah. but <laughs> but the good news is, I mean, we try to keep things very child-friendly because that's mm. the season we're in. Yeah. And it actually just really fits. I mean, my kids are friends with a lot of the kids in the neighborhood mm. and um, you know, and they're wonderful children. And, you know, we love to just have our home open. And they've learned that, you know, it's not always about them. Mm-hmm. And they've also learned that, you know, hey, I mean, I, I even have something to offer. Yeah. You know, I mean, you teach they, them young. Mm-hmm, yeah, that they you have teach something them to offer. young. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, you know, and, and so my boys put together the snack bags now that they're old enough, and they actually answer the door on Mondays and Fridays. And that's their job. They answer the it. door and hand out snack bags and you know, and they decorate the bags or we have groups that help decorate the bags that always have a nice encouraging message on them. And so I think there's, you know, as a mom in a season where you're just completely overwhelmed, even if you have a baby or a toddler, you know, um, it's amazing how many things you can do um, to include others or even at the park, you know, having just extra snacks in case there's a kid there that winds up sitting on your blanket. Yeah, (laughs) right. Yeah. Which can happen very easily. Yeah, very, very easily. So, yeah, I think I, just being open great to that and encouraging. Yeah. Because yeah. I think moms have just a special gift. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and kids feel safe, you With know, moms. around. Yes. A mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I don't know. I think we just have a gift that can expand yeah. beyond our beyond our own home. Right. Yeah. I was going to ask you as we close, what yeah. do you put in the snack bags? Oh, yes. Yeah. So we put in the snack. It has to be non-perishable things because we oh, yeah. try to stock for them quite often. Oh, and we yeah. also collect okay. from collect from people or churches or whatever, but sure. we always do like a fruit cup, yeah. like, a, you know, the fruit yeah. cups mm-hmm. that, are, you know, mandarin oranges or whatever. Yeah. Uh, we do a granola bar. We try to yeah. get it really healthy, but they won't eat yeah. the super duper healthy ones. Yeah. So it has to be kind of a, you know, kind you of one to worry eat, about but... gluten-free and all that. Or do you say, <laughs> no, no. You, you would be so surprised. None of the kids over here have allergies like that. Now they That's have preferences, but they yeah. don't have you know, they don't know there's, there's no, I almost wonder I don't if it's their one... like ethnicity or something. I don't yeah. know too. That might, I don't know. that is yeah. very interesting. It is yeah. such a blessing that they don't because, yeah. um, yeah, they, I know because it gets crazy eat. here. Cause I mean, I get overwhelmed oh. just having a birthday party. Yeah. I'm like, wait, yeah. you can't. Okay. So you can't have dye. You can't have dairy. You can't have, gl- I'm <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know what we're going to yeah. serve. And then These I get very like, stressed out. <laughs> <laughs> These kids are pretty much like, if it doesn't have any of those things, then don't <laughs> we serve want it, it. <laughs> to me. Yeah, sometimes we'll get a mom that brings like these really healthy, overly healthy, oh, and then know, they don't want it. No. And I'm like, they're no. not going to eat They want these. full like, on gluten. I, I'll like, bring try it. them, but they're, yeah, like bring on the gluten. I yeah, love they it. Love, they love the talkies and the, you know, and we do try to introduce, sure. you know, we do try to do 
um, snacks and food yeah. that is somewhat healthy. But for an after school snack, like we do a little bottled water, oh, yeah. like either a chip or popcorn mm-hmm. um, or I pretzels or something like that, yeah. and a little granola bar Aww. and a fruit cup. And then we'd put that a little so message cool. on there. And then if it's, you know, around Easter, around the holidays, we'll do, you know, we might put like a, you know, a little piece of candy in there that's from that time, yeah. you know, that time of year. But yeah, so they'll stop by and they get a little snack. And, um, you know, oftentimes the kids, you know, that they may or may not, you know, be coming home to dinner. So, oh, it, so that might be the only food bit. that they're getting. Yeah, it might be. Oh, and so, and we do keep a lot so of, um, I have a food pantry here mm. that, you know, just, it's kind of full of random stuff, but I it's got that. some snacks and things that the kids can make on their own. Even, yeah. I mean, I know it's, you know, probably going to give a lot of moms heart attacks, but you know, the micro, the microwavable mac and cheese. Well, but, you, you yeah, know. I mean, but you're having to think, <laughs> yeah. um, you're just having to think differently, you know, right. it's, it's absolutely yeah, yeah. practically like, and yeah. what can these kids do and make on their own and, right. you know, and yes. Um, yeah. yeah. So, There's, and we've done healthy, but we used to get a donation of a lot of this really healthy, healthy bread. Um, yeah. And uh, they, you know, they're not going to eat it. They just won't eat it. And they probably won't eat you? it. And it, pro- <laughs> and it probably go moldy really fast if it's really yeah, healthy. Because exactly. it can't, the shelf life no. is not as no, long. No, it's got too many sprouts in it. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, it's going moldy in three days. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. There's no shelf life. There's no preservatives in here. So Yeah, you're like, exactly. we need all the preservatives. Um, <laughs> we do. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. Well, Michelle, before we close, I just wanted to let everybody know that um, I'm going to put all your information on my show notes. And then if you guys haven't subscribed to the Mom Inspired Show, you can do that. That way you get the show notes in your inbox every week, as well as oh, deals wonderful. or specials on certain programs that um, I love, as well as a reminder of the recent podcast. So if you want to subscribe to the show, all you have to do is go to mominspiredshow.com, scroll down, and you can enter your name and email, and you will be all set. Michelle, I wanted to bring you on because I really did think it would be so great um, to just hear your story and and also to hear your hesitancy, because I think sometimes people just feel like, they just need to jump in and and they should have that, you know, already in them. And that sometimes it just comes mm-hmm. with time and yep. I go ahead. Yeah. No, I was going to say, yes, it does. Yeah. True. Yeah. Right. It just yeah. comes with time. It's, Ex- it's a, exactly. Yeah. And so Full I just, immersion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I wanted, mm-hmm. I wanted it to be an encouragement to mm-hmm. other moms that if they're feeling that tug that they can do it mm-hmm. and they can start small, kind of like what you're saying. So I mm-hmm. appreciate you coming on the show and just sharing your story today. Oh, thank you so much for having me and letting me share it. So again, if you want to do this program, lean with Amanda Nybert. When you want the exclusive discount, make sure to go to mominspiredshow.com forward slash lean 20 and feel free to reach out to me. I would love to help you. See you next week.